Hi, my name is Erin Sizer, and today's leadership quote is from Marie Curie. Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. The Leader Assistant Podcast is brought to you by Goody. If you send business gifts to employees, clients, or sales prospects, Goody is a game changer. You can send one gift or hundreds at a time without ever worrying about shipping details. With Goody, your gift recipients provide all their shipping info, and they can even swap out your gift for another option if they prefer. It's free to start gifting, and you can get a $20 credit when you sign up. Oh, and if you mention you heard about Goody from the Leader Assistant Podcast, Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. So go to leaderassistant.com slash goody, that's G-O-O-D-Y, to start gifting today. Again, that's leaderassistant.com slash goody. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows. And today I'm excited to be speaking with Aaron Sizer. Aaron, how's it going? Good. How are you, Jeremy? I am doing well. Uh, what part of the world are you in? I live in Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. And are you from that area? I am, although I, uh, so I was born here in Boston and we lived here till I was in junior high. And then we moved to Ohio where my parents were from. And about 10 years ago, I came back here. Awesome. So do you like the cold winter in Boston or do you prefer what season? What season do you like? <laughs> well, fall is my favorite season. Uh, I am, I mean, I like winter, but I, I'm not a fan of like, you know, the wind chill that says, Oh, it feels like minus 10. So that's what we've had recently. I'm not a big fan of that, but you know, if you live in the Northeast, you're going to have winter. Right. Yeah. I think it was, uh, we had about Six inches of snow here in Kansas City, Missouri today, and uh, it was uh, feels like six degrees. I think so. Yeah, that's. I it's, stayed inside. <laughs> yeah, it's so cold. Yeah, we got about thirty inches, thirty or thirty-two inches a few weeks ago. Some of it is still hanging around. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I thought six inches was a lot. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. Uh, let's jump right in. Why don't you tell us about? Um, your very first job, and then kind of go into how you became an assistant. Okay. Well, other than, uh, so when I was in high school, we had a farm and we had some animals. So other than taking care of the animals as an unpaid unpaid job for my parents, um, my very first paying job was at a drive-in movie theater, and I loved it. It was great. So I was the ticket taker, and then when... Um, we got past a certain period, you know, in the movie, maybe like the first half an hour or something, then I would go back and help in the concession stand. But I really loved that job. It was so fun. The people were so nice. And um, I learned a lot from that about, you know, just being friendly with people. I'm, I'm an introvert and that doesn't, doesn't always come easily to me, but um, 
I learned the importance of, you know, good customer service, because I think every role has some customer service in it, whether it's external customers, internal customers, or coworkers. Um, so that was my first paying job that was awesome, and I really liked it. How I got to be an assistant was uh, my first job out of college. I um, found a role as an office manager slash receptionist slash, you know, do anything and everything at a small ad agency. And I really enjoyed it. And it really sort of played to my strengths. I learned a lot. I got to be involved in a lot of different aspects of the business and see how everything worked. And the executives I worked with were really, um, were very nice, were very helpful, were, you know, ready to have somebody sort of learn and grow. And it was, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. And from there, I just kept, I just kept sort of finding admin roles, not because I thought, oh, this is my career. I just always really liked them. (laughs) So And I like doing a lot of different things and being involved in a lot of different ways. And the jobs that I have found have let me do that. So now 20 some years later, I guess it's, it's my career. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I got to, I have to ask what type, what type of animals were on the farm? We had pigs, horses, cows. Um, We had chickens for a while. Not my favorite. Um, They really don't smell very good. Um, We had dogs and cats. So those are the animals. Yep. Awesome. I uh, have some friends that have a farm. They have in uh, Illinois and they have, uh, let's see, a couple horses, a bunch of chickens, Mm -hmm. ducks on their pond. Oh, nice. Um, And then they have a couple of cows. But we got the farm set for them. Oh, that's years fun. in a row, and it was when the kids were younger, and it was yeah. a blast to pretend yes. like I was a country country. You're guy. a gentleman <laughs> farmer, right? Yeah, you're yeah. a gentleman farmer. Very nice. Awesome. Well, so you've been an assistant for 20 years or so. What's uh, let's jump right into the fun stuff. What was the biggest mistake you've made in this as an assistant, and what did you learn from the experience? All right. Well, I've, I've made numerous mistakes. However, the one that always sticks in my mind was from a few roles ago and I was working at a small pharmaceutical drug discovery company. And I um, was working with the CSO, the chief scientific officer and older guy, really nice, brilliant, but technology was not really his thing. And he really needed a new laptop. His laptop was just It barely had any memory left. It ran very slowly. He couldn't always rely on it to power up. And he and the CEO were going and doing what I call dog and pony shows to raise money. So they would go to New York City and they would go around to several venture capital firms and do presentations. And I could tell he was he was stressed about thinking his laptop wasn't going to be able to show his PowerPoint slides. And yet, on the other hand, he was really resistant to getting a new laptop. And so we had um, a person who was helping us with IT and I took it upon myself because of course I knew exactly what my CSO needed to tell the IT guy to just get him a new laptop and just transfer all the files from his old one to his new one. Well, my CSO, he wasn't very happy with me. Um, And so we talked about it 
And I realized that I had really kind of hurt his feelings, which was a terrible, which I felt terrible about because he's just a very, very nice person. And I realized that I, um, we can't always move the speed I want to move at that. I really needed to take into consideration his comfort level or lack of comfort with getting a new laptop. And so it just made me realize that, you know, even though I know he needed a new one, I needed to slow down a bit and find out more about why he was reluctant to get a new one and what the issues were and then work on helping him within his comfort level. So that was, that was the biggest thing I learned. So we worked it all out and it was fine. Um, but I felt really bad <laughs> for, for um, kind of pushing him faster than he wanted to be pushed. So. Yeah. So I've kind of experienced that before where I'm like, I just want to get the task done and I yeah. consider the ramifications. Right. Um, so yeah, that's a good, uh, good lesson learned. Yes. So, okay. So let's see, do you have a hobby? Um, I would say, I mean, I don't, I've had various hobbies over the years. I'd say my latest ones are CrossFit. And I don't know that I would call that a hobby, but I really like it. Um, CrossFit and, um, I haven't, I like to run and I used to run a lot of half marathons. I haven't done that in a while. So I'm thinking of doing another one. Um, I would say, you know, those are, those are pretty much my hobbies at the moment. Nice. Uh, running is definitely my, one of my least favorite things. To <laughs> Props to you for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right. There's a lot of assistance, uh, listening. And if you had the superpower of being able to snap your fingers and instantly give all the assistants listening more of blank, what would that be? Well, I think like many of your podcast guests, I would say confidence. And, and I, I mean that sort of, you know, we can feel confident, but I think a lot of us don't sort of feel it in our, in the core of our being. And if, and if I could snap my fingers, I would give them all confidence that they just, that just permeates their entire being and they just know it. So they know it intellectually and they know it sort of physically in their body. It's just part of them. How have you grown your confidence or what has helped you uh, be more confident? Well, a big part of it has been being, being part of the leader assistant community and, you know, having the monthly, you know, coaching calls that the group has with you and Al Hussein and, and members leading some of those and all the great topics and, um, and, and just being part of the community and all the great, all the great assistants around the world who are part of it and, you know, asking questions, helping each other, giving each other kudos and, you know, helping us see the forest for the trees. Um, that that's helped me. That's helped me a lot. I mean, I, you know, when I was talking about, you know, feeling confident in, in your being, I mean, I've always thought of myself as a confident person, but I surely didn't feel like that a lot of the time. So Mm -hmm. I, I feel much more 
like it's part of my being now than I did before. So, and leader assistant community is a, is a huge part of that for me. Well, that's awesome. Um, Definitely excited to dive into that a little bit more, but you mentioned kind of assistance all over the world. Uh, Networking is a big um, part of the community, obviously, uh, and then can help with confidence. How have you, or what, or what tips do you have um, for networking with other assistants? Well, I wouldn't say I'm the best person to ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) I am not, I don't think I'm very good at that, but being part of, you know, leader assistant community, there's a local um, admin group that's on Facebook here in Boston. That's been helpful. Um, I think just, you know, finding communities that speak to your interests or, you know, whether it's personally or professionally and being part of those. I mean, so many of those are online now, especially, you know, because of the pandemic. Um, That just makes it easier. You know, if you're not feeling like, oh, hey, I want to go and hang out with a bunch of people, you can just do it virtually online um, and still get the benefit from it. So for me, Um, you know, I'm not one of those people who before the pandemic would have gone to like a big networking event and, you know, passed my cards out. I don't have cards anyway, but I wouldn't have done that. And, you know, tried to see how many people I could talk to. That's just not my thing. Um, but I do like being part of communities of like-minded people, um, who are looking to support one another and help one another and, you know, for, you know, beef up their skills personally and professionally. Um, for me, that's, that's super helpful. Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus and enroll today. Yeah. So when you joined the community, you know, you mentioned you're an introvert. I'm an introvert as well. Um, (laughs) Introverts unite. Uh, yes. So when you joined, like how how did you try and um, I don't know be more be more than, part of the community? Yeah, more participate more and and do more than just be a fly on the wall during our our coaching sessions and um, in the in the online circle community through the leader assistant. How did you kind of push yourself to put yourself out there? I am not so much with the monthly coaching calls, although I have gotten better at that because there's always people with really cool opinions and ideas and stuff like that. So I'm much more interested in listening on those. Um, However, when, you know, when I log in every day and see what's going on in the community, you know, if there, if somebody's asked a question and I have some experience with that, or I think I might have some, um, I don't know if wisdom is the right word, but, but some experience or some knowledge to share, I make sure that I comment or, um, 
you know, give somebody a high five if they've posted that they had a really great day at work or something really awesome happened or, you know, comment on their really cute pets. I love the pet, the pet (laughs) channel that we have on there. I love seeing people's pets. Um, So I push myself to comment um, if I feel like I could be helpful and that doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but for me, it can be, it can be a big deal because you put something out there and you're like, Oh, is that going to sound stupid? But then you have to realize, no, of course it's not because people have asked for help and they want to know what you think. And if I post something, I want to know what people think. I want their help. Um, so I'm never going to look at somebody's comment. Like I wouldn't look ever look at someone's comment and think, Oh gosh, why did they say that? I'm like, that's awesome. I'm so glad that they put that in there. That's so helpful. Mm-hmm. So I have to try to, you know, be confident and apply the same rules to myself and not be, you know, not, not downgrade my contribution, but that's how I try to network and sort of get to know people um, and uh, find out more about them uh, through, through, you know, commenting and, and posting in the community. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's, it's tough because, you know, a lot of us, everyone's in a different phase and everyone's in a different stage of their career. And some of, some of our members, they join and they watch the replays. They don't don't come to the live calls. Uh, They may not post in circle very much or if ever, but I still hear from them and they say, you know, this session was amazing. I'm so glad I watched the replay, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So we try to be available for people who are like, Oh, I'm all in and I want to be on every live call and I want to talk right. a bunch and I want to be like engaged yeah. and, you know, versus, you know, people that are like, Oh, I just want to watch the replays for now and, and see how it goes. Um, it's nice to have a diverse, uh, subset of people. So, yeah. I, and I think that's, that's one of the, that's a great thing about the community is, whatever your level of comfort is with interaction, there's something for you. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's, it's great. I, you know, I know we had the book, the book club thing recently, and I was so sorry I missed doing that live, but my gosh, the book was fantastic. And I really enjoyed reading it. And it was so, so helpful to me. Um, And I have not watched the replay yet, but I'm going to. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. So what's a resource that you would recommend to assistants? Well, I would recommend the leader assistant community for sure. And actually I have a new colleague who just joined. Um, we have an office in Germany and I'm going to um, let him know about the, and it, and he's a guy, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to let him know about the community. Um, yeah. I would say leader assistant community, um, you know, any of the awesome books out there, like your book, um, um, uh, the first book I think I read was, this uh, by Jan Jones, the CEO secret weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie's book is really great. Um, I'm trying to think any other ones I've read. Those are my top three, I think um, okay. for, you know, if you want to read and, and take notes and, and learn that way, but certainly for daily interaction, uh, the leader assistant community is amazing. And, you know, like I said, there's people all over the world and, Every people are in different industries. They work with, you know, their companies are small, their companies are big. They work in a department. They have a bunch of other, you know, assistants they work with, or they're the only one. So there's a real diversity of experience uh, across the, across the community, which is really great. 
Yeah. So for those listening, um, we have a leader assistant global community online, and you can find out more at leaderassistant.com slash community. Um, but then there's, so, so we have like a job market space. Uh, we have an ask, ask for help space. We do weekly zoom chats on Wednesdays. Um, but then we also have kind of the next level, if you will, where we have a premium paid membership where we do group coaching sessions, uh, once a month. And then we have, um, discounts to our online or in-person events. A lot of our online events are included in the membership or heavily discounted. And then we have discounts on some of the online courses available. We're actually planning on moving a couple of the courses that we do have discounts to. We're planning on just merging them into the membership completely um, here in the near future. But the paid premium membership uh, Aaron has been a part of for a while now. Um, one of the one of the original members, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron. But the exciting thing about it is like Aaron said, we try to put the resources out there so that they're more on demand so that you can kind of soak them in as time permits um, and with your schedule. Um, but then we also have the live, um, live commenting on the, on the forum, um, a platform called circle that we use, but then we have the monthly zoom coaching calls, um, where we all kind of hop on a Saturday morning, um, sometimes, and we are going to do some in the weekday evenings as well, but anyway, how, uh, that's, so that's just to give people listening context. That's what we're talking about when we say the leader assistant community and premium membership, the membership, you can find out more information about that at leaderassistant.com slash membership. Um, how Aaron, how has being a member helped you grow personally and professionally? Well, it's, it's helped a lot. I mean, the bedrock has been, you know, just bolstering my confidence and, um, you know, again, just really sort of knowing it intellectually and, and, you know, just as part of my being now, which is really amazing. I've always sort of, I've always struggled with confidence and feeling like I was doing enough. And so that that's helped me a lot. Um, you know, it's been, it's been great to be able to share my knowledge and experience with other assistants and, you know, other assistants around the world looking for, help or whatever, you know, just have a question and want to know what somebody else may have done. Um, that's, I, you know, it's nice to help people. And I think mm -hmm. that's why I like being an assistant too. I see it as, as helping, um, helping my executive, helping my coworkers, helping, you know, people in my company and professionally, um, it's given me a lot of, data sort of from, from the other side of things, you know, sort of like insider data is what I think of it as, um, you know, you and Al Hussein have a lot of, uh, you know, industry knowledge that I'm sure we could probably find somewhere, but gosh, it would be really hard to dig it up. Um, and it's nice to have your perspectives on how things sort of look from the other side, you know, especially Al Hussein, 
being in HR. So that, that has been really, that really helped me a lot, uh, especially in the middle of last year when I decided I needed to, it was time for me to find a new role as much as I really enjoyed where I was working at the time and the people I worked with, our company had been acquired twice and my role went from quite large to very small. (laughs) And it, it, I tried to wait it out and see if it was going to get better. And about 15 months later, I decided, no, no, it wasn't going to get better. And it was, it was a really difficult decision, but, you know, armed with all I had learned from, you know, the monthly coaching calls and the other workshops I had been part of and, you know, one-on-one coaching calls with you, I felt really confident in what I was looking for in a new role because I didn't want it to just be another job. I wanted it to be something really special. So I was really specific about (laughs) I was extremely picky. So I, I contacted a recruiter I had worked with before and I gave him the criteria of what I was looking for, the industry. I like biotech a lot. Boston's a great place for biotech, <laughs> hundreds of them here. So <laughs> I wanted to stay in biotech. Um, I had a base salary in mind that I wanted. Um, I wanted some equity and I wanted to work with a either a CEO or a CSO, chief scientific officer, because I've worked with, I've supported both of them before. And I really like working with those kind of individuals. Um, and I felt really confident about, you know, the base salary and the other stuff I was looking for because of the information I had gotten, you know, through my time as part of the paid membership. I mean, really, I mean, I could probably be a paid member for the next hundred years and never, you know, never, never go over the amount that, that I was able to raise my base salary from, from my previous role to my current role. Mm-hmm. I'd probably never spend that amount of money in a hundred years <laughs> and, and being a paid member. Um, so I think, you know, I like data and having that data really made me feel confident that this was what I wanted. I could get it. You know, I'm in Boston. It's a, it's a big biotech market. Yes, we do get paid more here than, you know, if I was looking for this and let's say Cincinnati. Um, and so the recruiter was like, well, I don't have anything like that right now. I was like, that's okay. I'll wait. <laughs> and I, and I, but I, I felt really comfortable saying that because I knew something would eventually come up. Um, and it did, and it took a couple months and there were some fits and starts, but, um, my current role is really, it's great and I really like it. And, um, it's, it's been better than I expected. And I expected it to be really, really good. (laughs) So (laughs) it's been really good, but I don't, I know, I, I know I would not have taken that path. I probably would have looked for another role, but I wouldn't have taken the path of being so picky without the knowledge I had um, from, from being part of the leader system paid membership. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you were, you really liked the people you worked with and you were really having a hard time making that decision. Um, And 
Yeah. It was you agonizing. Yeah. It was so difficult. It was so difficult. I'm not sorry I did it, but it was really, it was really, yeah. And you listening to me sort of work it all out over a couple calls was very, very helpful. Um, yeah, I'm not sorry. And I'm still in touch with them. You know, I, I still get together with them, but it was, it was a really difficult decision. It was. Well, I'm glad that it worked out and, um, that you've got, uh, more engaging, um, exciting opportunity, but also, uh, a lot more pay, uh, cause you deserve it and you're definitely worth the higher salary. And I'm just glad that you landed somewhere that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pay, it's, pay it's what amazing. You yeah. It's amazing on all fronts. It's, it's just, it's fantastic. It's a great place to work with a lot of great coworkers. My executive's amazing. The other executives I interact with are great. It's, it's really, it's phenomenal. Awesome. So would you have seen, or could you have seen yourself being interviewed on a podcast for assistance before you became a member? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I would have thought, what is it that I have to talk about that would be of interest to anybody? So no, that definitely not. Hmm. No. Well, we are glad that you've grown in your confidence and put yourself out there in uh, more ways than just being on the podcast, but I'm definitely thankful for you taking time out of your day to chat with us. Um, I'm going to ask the final question which is what makes an assistant a leader? I would say just, you know, being that, being that person for your executive or your department or whoever you support that they know has their back, that they can trust implicitly. You make it look like it's all magic, but it's, you know, you're, you're leaving them time to focus on, what they need to focus on, you know? So for my executive, I want him to have time to focus on the science. We're a drug discovery company and that's his passion. He's a, he's a physician scientist and he's, he's amazing. And I want him to have time to focus on that, to not think, Oh, I have to get on the, you know, I need to talk to this person and I need to schedule this meeting and I, I can do all that. Um, and I think, that's, that's how we as assistants are leaders, you know, we're managing conflicting and multiple priorities and demands on our, our, you know, executives time and leaving them free to focus on what they need to focus on makes us makes us leaders. Well said, Aaron, well said, thank you so much uh, for sharing again. Um, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that to say hi and connect? Uh, LinkedIn is the best way to do that. I'm not really much on other social media. Um, so LinkedIn's the best way and feel free to connect. I always love to connect and, and, uh, meet new people. Awesome. Well, I'll put your LinkedIn, uh, URL in the show notes, uh, which speaking of, if you're listening and you want to check out the show notes, um, reach out to reach out to Aaron and say, hi, you can find the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash one five five. That's leaderassistant.com slash one fifty five. And yeah, thanks again, Aaron, for being on the show. Um, we definitely look forward to seeing you at our members only sessions coming up and in the community as always. Um, if you're listening and you want to join the community and, um, find 
out all about what Erin is talking about and what's helped her in her professional and personal growth over the last year or two. Uh, leaderassistant.com slash community to join the free version, or if you're ready to jump in and get all of the group coaching and discounts and replays of over, I think we're at like 25 or 30 video sessions recorded in the membership right now, and it's continuing to grow. Go to leaderassistant.com slash membership to subscribe to the membership. So thanks again, Aaron, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much for having me, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. And thanks again to Aaron for a great conversation. Check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 155. And we hope you join our premium leader assistant membership at leaderassistant.com slash membership. Please review on Apple Podcasts. Go Bullos.com.